What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast, Marriage Monday edition. I am one of your hosts, Chris. I'm the other half of the duo, Jamie. Today, we're going to be talking about our hearts and our heads. This different style of leadership and how we lead can really complement each other in marriage, and that's what we want to talk about. We're going to get real with you. We're going to talk about some conflict that we've had in marriage as Jamie and I have led differently and how we resolve that, and then just recognizing the value between the contrast of leading with your head versus leading with your heart. Sounds good. Here we go. So we're going to be talking about our hearts and our heads today and the contrast in Jamie and my marriage. Uh, we think there's value in contrast and we definitely process the world around us and make decisions differently than one another. And it it's not something that we've always found value in. There's been times that I know it's been frustra- frustrating for both of us, but uh, looking back on it, I'm I'm really seeing the value of having the contrast of leading with your head versus leading with your heart now. What you call contrast, I'm going to call compliment, because in having these different ways of how we lead, we really balance each other, I think. And we're going to get into this in some story here in just a little bit. But think about it this way. If you have two people that always lead with their heart, meaning they're always leading with just these passionate, grandiose ideas you're probably going to end up in a V-dub bus traveling the United States. And hey, if that's you, live your life, right? And if you have two people that just always lead with their heads, then you're probably going to have a great 30-year plan. And again, if you have that great 30-year plan and both of you are leading with your head constantly, awesome. You're probably not having a whole lot of conflict. But if you're like Jamie and me, where one of you leads with your head and the other leads with their heart, then you're going to have conflict. And that can either lead to a lot of frustration or you can learn how both of you complement each other, Jamie's words there, and and find value in it. One of the interesting things I think you should point out is roles in marriage. And if we're looking at traditional roles in marriage, uh, especially through movies, the woman's role in marriage is often one led with more passion. Just a bunch of emotions. Chris's word. Emotional mess. And the men are the more stoic ones. Yeah, stoic, make a lot of great decisions. And in Jamie and my marriage, it's a total role reversal. I am the emotional uh, mess sometimes. Um, And I'm saying that with a little bit of humor, folks. But I'm the one that's leading with my heart. I have really big ideas. I, I do think through them. It's not just a knee-jerk reaction, but but I am very passionate about the things that I that I think and that I believe. And I don't understand why other people aren't as passionate. And for me, I just am kind of flatlined sometimes. And I wouldn't say she's flatlined. Uh, but in contrast, she might seem that way. But in reality, she's thinking through all of the implications of, of whatever decision we're about to make. And I think she's she's constantly looking at keeping our home safe, which is something I've really come to appreciate, especially over the last couple of years with all of the chaos in our world. And as we've as we've reexamined our foundations, 
having a safe home that I can come home to, that our kids can come home to, has been really vital for our emotional health, I think. So we want to get into the, the contrasting differences. And Jamie just had some training here recently as at, at her school on the different ways that people lead. You want to get into that, Jamie? Sure. Uh, we talked about how people lead with their head, people lead with their heart, and people lead with their body or their gut. And uh, we took an anagram test. And I'm going to spell that only because if you're interested in taking an anagram test, it's online, it's free. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And this test predicted exactly how I felt. I even came home that night and I said, well, Chris, I'm a six in how I deal with different things and am aware of myself and others. And you're a two. I actually called him a two all night before he took the test because I just knew he was a two because he leads with his heart. I lead with my head and that's what sixes do. And he leads with his heart. It was a very valuable training because one of the things that it showed me was how being a six or someone that is thinking and planning and forecasting for the future, I'm concerned about where am I going? Where am I going with the decision that I'm making? What are the impacts of this thing that we're mulling over? And as a six, that's where I was at. Another tool that you can use to have a better understanding of yourself and of others is the Myers-Briggs type indicator. You could Google search that and find a way to take it. And with any of these, it's it doesn't put us in a box. It doesn't mean that if you primarily think with your head, what number were you again? I was a six. It doesn't mean that if you're a six that you always have to be a six. You have the capability oftentimes of having this dichotomy where sometimes you're thinking with your head, sometimes you're thinking with your heart. But, but their preferences, it's the way you typically will take in the world and perceive things around you. And having a better understanding of yourself and your spouse is going to make you more emotionally intelligent. We talked a little bit about this in Fighting Right, being aware of, of the contrast or the different way that your spouse is going to t- take in conflict and respond to it is valuable so that you can preserve the marriage, so that you can step out of yourself and recognize, hey, maybe I need to give my spouse some space in this moment. In this regard, us talking about whether it be the Myers-Briggs or what was yours called again? It's an anagram test. It's recognizing that, hey, it's being a six or being a two isn't right or wrong. It's just different. And how can we construct our marriage in such a way that we value that difference? How can we construct our marriage in such a way that when we go to make a decision, you recognize my spouse is a six. So right now I'm feeling really strong as a two. I'm feeling super strong about this decision, this this direction I want us to go, but I trust my spouse and I know her or, or him being a six is gonna give some insight into this decision and, and, It's going to be a better decision because of it. Super, super valuable. If we don't do that and we just sit there and think, hey, I'm a a two. Everyone should be a two. Anyone that's not a two just doesn't care about the world and they're just a flatline person that isn't going to do anything. uh, That's going to lead to conflict. And so we, we want to dive a little bit more into this, these numbers that we're throwing out there, uh, because we want you 
as spouses to just be more emotionally aware of who you are, who your spouse is, so that you can then complement each other, you can lean on each other, and and you won't have the same conflicts. Now, you still may have conflict. Jamie and I still have conflict. I think we had conflict this last week. I don't know. It wasn't important, whatever it was. So if we did, I've forgotten it already. But the point is, is conflict is still going to arise. But but hopefully we can work through the conflict quicker when we're more self-aware and other aware. Uh, circling back to our roles in our marriage, I feel like knowing where we fall with how we lead, leading with the heart, leading with the head, makes a lot of sense in different things that we choose and, like you said, different preferences we have. One example for us is movie preference. If we're going to sit down and watch a movie, I would like to watch 13 Hours. And I want to watch some kind of rom-com or story about fathers and their daughters. Uh, I don't want children getting hurt. Uh, I can't do that. But I really like anything else that uh, talks about relationships and, and people, you know, good endings and that kind of stuff. And I just want to watch American Sniper. So People getting shot in the head. There's that. And this is okay. This is just like central to who we are and the different processes we appreciate. We've always laughed about this because as we've had couple friends, when it comes to, again, this, this, these preferences and the way we perceive the world, I oftentimes will relate to the woman in that couple relationship. And Jamie will oftentimes relate with the guy. And again, it, the, the, the difference isn't bad and our role reversal isn't bad. Recognizing it and then allowing it to be a compliment rather than a conflict is super, super valuable. Absolutely. You know, one of our stories that we had for this was we went to an Airbnb or no, just a B&B where they actually provide breakfast. And in the morning, I'm a pretty silent person. Don't want to talk. Just want to have my coffee in peace and proceed. And I'm probably not going to engage anyone new. And I want to meet new friends. So when we're down at breakfast, the husbands and I are just eating. Just chowing away at those eggs and ham. And Chris and the wives are chatting about their plans for the day. And I can't remember what we chatted about. I just remembered I had a delightful time. It was remarkable. Yeah. Because this is who we is. And this is who I am. And we're both cool with it. We just compliment each other in this way. Yeah. So, Jamie, we've talked We've talked about this. What is it again? An Enneagram? Anagram. Anagram. So we've talked about this a few times. Why don't you break it down for us so that as we tell the stories, people can understand what we're talking about with these numbers and whatnot. Sure. So this is a circle that's broken into three categories. And one of them is body, like I mentioned, leading with body or gut instinct. One of them is heart and one of them is the head. And how you lead is in one of those categories. Chris lies in the heart category, focusing on the present, has a deep desire for connection, which we saw in the air or the B&B story. And strength is empathy. And the core question for Chris, according to this, is who am I? Constantly thinking about in this moment, who am I? In my section of this circle, I lead with the head. I'm focused on the future. My strength is planning. My fear um, or struggle is not having security. And my central question is, where am I going? So I have this forward thinking, deep impact process that I go through. Another time that we saw this play out was, oh boy, it was over a decade ago. 
I was working with youth at the time, and because of that, I came across kids who had been abused, neglected, and were no longer going to be able to live in in their current current home environment. So that caused CPS to get involved and foster the foster uh, program to, to step up. One thing I learned pretty quick, though, is that there are not enough quality foster homes to receive all of the kids that need a safe place to sleep for the night or the week. And so I came up with an idea. I wanted to solve this problem. This is me leading with my heart. There was a problem right in front of me. Who am I? I'm a passionate person. I'm a caring person. I do feel empathy and I express empathy when I hear other people going through tough times and I want to take care of them. I want to solve the problem. So I came home and I told my wife, hey, let's become foster certified. And that that's not a bad idea. Being a foster parent is remarkable. We have friends that are foster parents and wow, I really appreciate people that respond to this calling in life. And I do call it a calling because it's it's a full investment in other, other human beings. However, Jamie was seeing something else. It was in my blinders. And what it was was because that I worked with youth every day and because I was exposed to their trauma, I was bringing that home. I was bringing home that vicarious trauma and loss that they were experiencing. And I was carrying that home with me. And it was already having a negative impact on my family life. It wasn't a drastic one, but it was one that Jamie saw that I was not mentally engaged in her and our kids for a while after I returned home from work. And so what I was asking her is I'm already sacrificing by taking on the vicarious trauma of other people and coming home and not being checked in for a while, not not being uh, mentally, emotionally connected with the family for a bit. I was now suggesting that that I would now physically bring home my work and that it was going to be that much more of me not engaging in my family and in my marriage the way I needed to. So Jamie's response was, no, we can't do that. And she pointed some of these things out. Again, they were on my blinders at the time. And I remember being frustrated because, again, it was a very virtuous thing. I We're going to help other human beings. Why wouldn't we do this? And Jamie, again, was just, she was seeing a different perspective of what, what the impact was going to be on our home life, on our family, on our marriage. So this is one of the downsides to being the break man in the marriage, right? This is who I am, is I, I saw long-term impacts of what that meant, because Chris was home. Absolutely, he was physically home. He wasn't mentally home. Something that he's done throughout our entire life is he'll be having full-on conversations, and I'll be like, who are you talking to? Other people aren't there, and the conversation isn't out loud, but all of the physical mannerisms with my face and hands is going on, and no one else around me knows what's going on. Yeah, and I'll just ask him, what are you doing? You pulling two shows a night? <laughs> what movie is that? I don't remember. What's the movie you referencing? Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm losing the name of it too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to Google anyway, search that here in a second. Movie references. That we can't remember this time, but that's okay. But anyway, this is part of the downside to being the break man, but someone in the relationship usually is the break man. The person or break woman or in break this case. woman in this yeah. case, and um, Chris with this incredible idea, moving full speed ahead, 
and me pulling the brakes because I saw something that was going to impact us greater than what he had considered yet. Now, what I can also tell you is fast forward months or maybe a year from there, my my job really started to have a negative impact on me. I, I realized that one night I'm reading a Cabbage Patch uh, kids book to one of my kids and I started to cry. Now, I don't know about you, but crying over Cabbage Patch kids doesn't quite fit into the manly, you know, military veteran, tough guy stuff that that I would like to identify with. But what I recognized in that moment was my work life was starting to have uh, a deeper impact on my emotional health and and I needed to do something about it. So again, Jamie saw stuff that I didn't see. Think about that in your marriage. Regardless of where, where you fall, whether you take, you know, you like to make decisions based on the head or the heart, based on the body, put that aside for a second. Recognizing that our spouse the person that we live with is going to see things that we're not going to see. Are you allowing your spouse to speak into, into your life and into, into your marriage, into your home life and tell you things that maybe you don't want to hear? Is, is that a safe place? I don't think it was always a safe place in our marriage, Jamie. I don't think you always felt safe to come to me and say, hey, I think you need to be more aware of this or I think this might be a bad idea. It's taken a lot of time to get to the place where I had the gumption to say anything and felt, as you would say, safe to say anything. But as we've grown older together and gosh, 23 years of marriage now, I feel like I'm to this point where I'm just going to say it and we can work through it if it has negative implications, but you've definitely made it easier to bring things to you in the last number of years. And that makes it easier for me to want to bring things to you. Now it's been super messy to get there, folks. It, it has been a lot of conflict. Me not recognizing that I lead with my heart. I, I, I didn't understand this stuff. I knew that I had really good ideas and I was super passionate about it. And of course, everyone should be passionate about it. And then I felt like Jamie was standing in the way a lot of times. And so it was through a lot of these conflicts, these fights that we were having, and and then having things happen and, and having the luxury of history, having the, the benefit of looking back on things and, and learning from our past events, our past stories, has really given me a, a deeper appreciation for the contrast in our marriage. It's given me a deeper appreciation for, for Jamie saying, hold on a second. I think we need to talk about this. So if you are one that leads with your head, remember to appreciate the complimentary way your spouse leads. And hey, if you lead with your heart like I do, appreciate that there's someone in your marriage maybe that's thinking through those details that you may not be seeing. The call to action today is that there's value in leading with different strengths in your marriage Allow your spouse to compliment the way you lead and strengthen your overall picture. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have found value in the different things we talked about and taken some tools for your marriage. We are looking for some feedback from you, letting us know how we're doing. There's lots of different ways to do this. If this is on Facebook, you could like, share, comment below. 
if you're following us on a major podcast platform, there's different ways. One, subscribe to us. That helps us out. If you're on an Apple podcast platform, scroll down to the bottom of the page, not just this one podcast, but the entire page, the entire channel of our podcast. Please rate and review us. If you think we're worth five stars, give us five stars. If you don't think we're doing very good, you're probably not even listening right now because you're not going to listen to the very end. So uh, either way, we'd really like to hear from you. Uh, lastly, you can shoot us an email at chris at gravityct.com. That's chris, C-H-R-I-S, at gravityct.com. Let us know what you think. Tell us future topics that you want us to tackle, and we'll give it a shot. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well 